Uh, time to talk some more property, though, for your fortnightly property wrap. Uh, so tell us, Em, what's going on in the market at the moment? Yeah, look, so another week I've got more depressing property news for oh, you. Good. And I'm carrying on the rental stress theme this week with a study released by the Australian Housing and Urban Research Institute that was released late last week that caught my eye. It essentially found that renting is just becoming so unaffordable these days that you need a dual income to afford that, let alone buying a house. So only 22.8% of single low-income tenants renting independently were paying affordable rent by 2020, the study found. Even among those who chose to live in a share house, which would most likely cut costs, about half of single low-income renters were still paying unaffordable rents. The notable, uh, so the study said that the notable decline of single renters in the mainstream rental sector indicates the increased necessity of a dual income to not only access home ownership but also afford to, but also to afford to pay the rent. Now, Australia Institute senior economist Matt Grudnoff said the problems for single renters had followed a similar trend to home buyers hoping to purchase solo, which had become much tougher over the past 10 to 15 years. He said renting has caught up to that. Now it's getting the same way. If you haven't partnered up, it can make it far more problematic. It really highlights that we have a national housing problem. And I mean, it really does. I mean, it's essentially if you're not if you don't have a partner, you're really out of luck in terms of buying a house Mm. or even affording a rental property. Um, The study also found that over the past 25 years, the share of high-income households living in the private rental market has tripled in Australia. So in 1996, high-income households accounted for 8% of private renters. Now they account for 24%. Uh, The share of private rental stock that is affordable for Australia's lowest-income renters has also fallen from 60% to just 13%. Yeah, very depressing reading for sure there. Um, you know, when you talk about the uh, sort of partnering um, and, 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 you know, how single renters and single home owners is, is mm-hmm. becoming harder and harder, I often wonder, you know, over the last 50 years, obviously, um, there's been a rise in the dual income household. It used to be, you know, predominant that there would really only be, uh, you know, one Bread income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one breadwinner, um, you know, it was it did tended to be, to, to be the man while the, the, the woman would stay home with the kids. Obviously, that has changed so much and uh, women are expected to not only raise the, the kids, but they're also expected to work as well. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, I, I guess naturally that's resulted in, in some households having a lot more income. And then so you, you do have, you know, dual income households competing with single income households. You're going to see that huge price difference. But, um, yeah, easy solution is uh, just get a partner. Em. Yeah. You know, there you go. The you, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, that's uh, not sustainable for people, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, we need to work out a solution there. Um, but uh, yeah, we, as as you know mentioned, we, we do have a discussion with um, Louis Christopher about the rental market coming up, and you know he came up with some pretty interesting uh, potential solutions or, or policies that uh, governments uh, could, could look into to perhaps ease the strain for for renters. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens in the near future. But certainly something needs to be done. Um, what about uh, just the, the price of property and what's been going on? Yeah, so property values in regional parts of the country are now outperforming those in capital cities. That's according to the latest data by CoreLogic. The market in non-metropolitan areas remains strong despite high interest rates and a return to pre-pandemic internal migration levels. In comparison, property values in Australia's capital cities are slowing. 
Values in the regions recorded a 1.2% rise in the three months to January, compared with the capital city's 1% increase over the same period. So it's not a huge difference, 1% versus 1.2%, but I guess it's enough to sort of see a bit of a trend there. Mm. Uh, CoreLogic said the regional growth had been driven by more people moving from the cities during the pandemic and the relative affordability of properties, but that's now beginning to ease. Many of the best performing regional property markets were here in Queensland and Western Australia. There you go. Yeah, I mean, obviously we saw uh, some regional property markets, particularly the um, sea change and tree change destination um, suburbs, really increase in in price um, quite substantially over the pandemic as, as you know, the work from home revolution allowed people to live by the sea or in the trees or whatever um, while, while doing their work from there. And, you know, people were thinking after the pandemic that uh, naturally people would, would make their way back to uh, the, the, the capital cities. But uh, and, and that would see regional property prices uh, fall. But as these figures suggest, uh, that doesn't seem to be the case um, with, um, you know, regional property prices um, outperforming capital city property prices. So um, maybe that that tells me that more and more people are thinking, hey, this whole work from home thing is here to here to say so yeah i think i will actually make the move uh, that maybe i was hesitant to do before because i thought mm. it'd just be a temporary thing um so maybe that is driving prices up in those markets but you know as the report revealed there were some some parts of the country where um prices dropped a bit and, and yeah. were much weaker but uh but yeah it's interesting to see queensland and wa dominating mm. so much but i guess both very naturally beautiful states um i've never been to wa i'd love to yeah. go there i do, whenever i see you know, photos of, of sort of those coastal um, towns. In, I just think that just looks so beautiful and I'd love to love to visit there one day. But, uh, yeah, maybe not for a year or so while I've got a young child. Um, as always, Em, thanks for that market update. And don't forget, listeners, you can sign up for free to receive the Your Investment Property magazine every other month. All you have to do is visit the Your Investment Property magazine website, click join now and complete a two-minute survey and you'll become a member of the Yip Advantage, um, which comes with plenty of exclusive benefits such as, uh, you know, exclusive content, market sentiment reports, research and much more. So just join now, complete that short two minute survey and don't forget it's all free. Uh, Thank you very much, Em. Thanks for having me.